we worship you, Lord Jesus. You are our King and you are our God. And we seek your face, Lord. We come to thank you in all awe and gratitude. We love you so much, Lord. And I welcome your Holy Spirit in this place, your precious Holy Spirit. I invite you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory, Lord, for you're worthy of it. From here to the third heavens, we kiss you through our worship. We kiss you. To worship God in the Hebrew means to kiss God. Every time you worship Him, there is a direct channel from your heart to Him where He allows you to enter His presence. And it's in this place is the fullness of joy. It's in this place that you're in perfect harmony with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to you, Jesus. We thank you for what you've done in our lives, both seen and unseen. We worship you. We worship you today. You're a good father, slow to anger and abounding in love. And I thank you for your perfect love that drives away all fear. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you have transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your son that you love. Thank you that we are seated with you today in heavenly places. At the right hand of God, so are we. And I thank you for this great gift and the purchase that you purchased us with your blood that we can have fellowship with God our Father in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We love you in this place, Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. I pray for rivers of your living water to be birthed in every person today, that they may drink of your mercy, that they may drink of your love, that they may drink of your compassion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. While we were still sinning, Christ, you died for us. Thank you for the gift of salvation and thank you for the plan that you had for each one of us before the foundation of the universe. I thank you, Lord, that you alone count every hairs on our head and they have a number. Thank you for valuing us and loving us like no other. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We worship you in this place, Lord. We worship you, Lord. You're our King. You're our God. And you're our Father. Thank you. Holy Spirit, touch every person here today. 
let every heart be attentive to your spirit and I pray father in Jesus name you said when two or more agree on something on earth it shall be done in heaven I pray for deliverance today from the snares of the devil I break every stronghold in the name of Jesus Christ every high and lofty thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God I pray for today that your spirit of grace is operating in every heart thank you from the least to the highest that every person receives refreshment from the Lord we thank you Jesus we thank you for all that you have done and I pray Lord today that every heart may eat of your word your living word that allows us to excel from glory to glory in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah 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 to you Jesus you may all sit down thank you Thanks to the beautiful worship and for all the people working behind the scenes. Who's ready for today? Thank you all for coming. But my main, my main purpose today is to see every person free today in the Lord Jesus. Amen. That's my main purpose. What I do, what I do, is to see you free in the Lord Jesus. That's the only thing that fuels me. I get fueled by God, and then I want to give what's inside of me to the people. This is something um, close to home when I preach about the battlefield of the mind. It's close to home. Because I got tormented by the devil for three years and I nearly took my life. And I'm here today free by the grace and mercy and compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's close to home. I can't express what I went through. I don't want to dig up too much. But I just want to tell you, from where I was to where I am now, Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. And he's no respecter of man. What he'll do for me, he'll do for others. When you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. It's interesting. Um, which direction the Lord wants me to go. Could we have, oh, we got that photo. It's a good photo, yeah? Yeah. Today in the Christian world, everyone's going through this. 
every person. Whether it's mental, whether it's emotion, emotional, whether it's physical. I haven't started yet. I done it to me yesterday as well. Guys. I'll be honest with you. Um, when I was in those battles of the mind, um, the emotional and the physical, first it, took first it took place in my mind, took place in my emotions, then it took place in my body. It's like a ripple effect. But first, the enemy targeted my mind. The Bible describes him as the prince of the power of the air. And that means he, he sends airwaves, um, thoughts in the air, in that realm, to peace you, to find the opening. And I, when I first got saved, the Lord allowed me to preach 21 sessions on the battlefield of the mind. I can't tell you how many people got free when I preached this. But this time, five years later, God gave me so much wisdom to put it in such a, a, a God way to really establish a foundation so it's not happening again. How many people here are struggling mentally, emotionally and physically from day to day and they don't know what to do about it? Hands up. Well, everyone's good. <laughs> Be honest. We are to suicide. I went through this. So many people have accepted it. They've allowed it to make a residence in their life. They've allowed it to occupy and dictate their life from day to day. So how does? It's the, probably the greatest question you ask. How do you become free? How do you actually take that step into freedom? I had a dream before I started my Bible studies when I was getting attacked from the devil. I don't want to go too much into it. I don't want to put fear into anyone. But when the devil was attacking me, I, I was seeing him nearly every day or two years and eight months. And God let me go through it. Why? So I can be very powerful to preach in this place. I really believe this. The amount of people that I've helped in the, in, since my journey to now, most of it's been the mental and the emotional, the anxiety, the depression, along those lines. <clears throat> I went into the arena so I just want to share like what God, how God was speaking to me before I even opened the Bible. I didn't know how to pray. I was getting attacked from the devil, and I was crumbling from day to day in my bedroom. I was a wreck. If there was a name for fear in the dictionary, I think my name would be there for the two years and eight months. Honestly, it tormented me. I stopped working, stopped eating, couldn't sleep anymore, couldn't be alone anymore. I had a dream and I entered the arena and the devil was there in the arena. And there was like a, a just man. He looked like a just man. And he has the Bible in his hands 
and he's watching me. He's, I'm in the arena wrestling with the devil, like hands on, wrestling, in, um, wrestling with the devil, and he's reading me all the scriptures of how to defeat the devil in my dream. And I'm wrestling in, in my own understanding, my own um, wisdom, and trying to fight him in the way that I don't know. And the man was speaking about all the scriptures to defeat the devil in the dream. And I woke up and I understood what God was trying to tell me. And from that day, my journey kick-started. It actually kick-started. And I began to understand where, what foundation to build. Before I start, I want to paint you a picture of Satan's master plan. If you can understand this, you'll, you'll be... You'll be uh, how can I say it? You'll progress so quickly in the Lord Jesus if you can understand Satan's master plan from what he done to Eve, Adam and Eve, and what he done to Jesus. And this is very common, and I like to read it out. I have so much notes, so I don't know how I'm going to put it all together. So Satan, Satan's plan is to always attack the start. When he attacked Jesus, he attacked him in the start of his ministry. When he attacked Eve, or Adam and Eve, he attacked them in the start of the world. He attacked Adam and Eve in the start of the world, in the start of mankind, and he attacked Jesus in the start of his ministry. And it goes hand in hand. The same way he attacked Adam and Eve, the same, the same way he attacked Jesus. But this is different because Satan attacked their identity. Pay attention. So Satan attacks at the start of the things. He attacked even the beginning of the world. You know, Satan wanted them to achieve an identity by rebelling and living apart from God so that they'll be like God. But that's Satan. That's Satan's doing. Pay attention now. But before that God let us, but before God said, before Satan was um, allowing those attacks to take place with Adam and Eve, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his image, in the image he created them, male and female. So God made us in his likeness and all we needed to do is to receive this identity. That's all we need to do is to receive it by faith. When Satan tempted Adam and Eve to become like God, he was lying because they were already made in God's likeness. And all they needed to do was to trust that fact by faith. That's all they had to do. So his attack is to allow you to be self-reliant. If he can unplug you from the source where your power comes, then unfortunately he's got you. And it's the truth. So let's see the first attack of what Satan done to Jesus. Satan tried the same trick on Jesus from Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. Jesus spent 40 days being tempted by the devil. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, he attacked his identity again. No, 
Satan was attacking Jesus' identity as the Son of God. But just prior to that, Jesus' baptism, God the Father said, You are my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. Interesting. Because do you think Satan heard um, God when he was creating um, the heavens and the earth? Do you believe, do you believe he, he did or he didn't? Anyone? Yes? He did. Because he knew what to ask Adam and Eve. And, he, and it's actually confirmation. No, Satan was attacking Jesus' identity as the Son of God. But just prior to that, Jesus' baptism, God the Father said, You are my beloved Son, whom I will please. People heard that voice. There is no authority in all creation equal, superior to God the Father. When he says Jesus is the Son of God, that is forever a fact. So God the Father gave all the authority to Jesus Christ. So the authority is given to Jesus Christ, and then he gives it to us through the Holy Spirit. Do you also see how Jesus would work from the identity received from the Father and not works from the identity achieved by himself? He always spoke about he only sees what his Father doing. So he never tried to establish our identity of him doing what he was doing on earth. He always walked in the identity of his Father. So the Holy Spirit opened up a big teaching for me now um, in the future about understanding the authority of God's structure, covenant, and his word. And when you begin to remain in that structure, you're protected by God. Jesus remained in the structure of his Father. He never went outside of that structure or that promise. And every time, he, every time there, was a, there was a way to glorify himself, he glorified the Father. And it's very powerful. Because when you understand what Satan tries to do to each one of you to dismantle you, and then to begin to, to attack your thoughts and your mind and your heart, then you begin to see, okay, I'm not going to take this path now. I'm going to put my hands in Christ. The Bible says you have been bought at a price. You're not your own. You belong to God. And Satan knows this. So the only way, and probably the greatest way that Satan can attack you and to begin to dictate your life, he makes you trust in yourself. And this has to do a lot with the mind. Because if he can allow you to trust in yourself, you're making your own decisions. The Bible tells you that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you're walking outside of God's protection. You're walking outside of God's promise. And I spoke about yesterday. You have to go and listen to what happened yesterday. He's, he's trying to come through that channel of faith, and there's unbelief. There's the realm of the flesh where he cannot dwell. So Satan, greatest attack is to attack your identity. We are sons and, and daughters of God now. And the devil knows this. And what's so convincing to you is that when he allows you to make your own decisions, and he allows you to walk in your own wisdom. The Bible tells you that the wisdom of this world is foolishness unto God. So anything that is not of faith is sin. 
So when I understood this, I really began to take possession of my mind. Is it being dictated by God's word or is it being dictated by my own understanding and reasoning? So someone may say, like, what's that got to do with my mind being attacked every day? A lot. Because if you're, no, if you're not walking by faith, then unfortunately the enemy has many doors to attack you. I'll share another dream. Today I'm happy with the dreams. I had a dream. A witch came to me in the beginning of my journey. This is when I was attacked like never before. And there was 50 doors on the left side, there was 50 doors on the right side, and I was in an aisle, and I'm walking. And the first door, the witch comes out, and she, every time she's speaking to me, the snake comes out of her mouth. And she, and this is, the, this is the first time I knew about the blood of Christ. This, I never read the Bible before. And I had angels come behind me. They were like the size of telegraph poles, like probably 20 to 30. And they're telling me, Plead the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. And she's walking towards me and I'm pleading the blood and a dome comes over me. A dome comes over me and the snake came out of her mouth to bite me and it fell from the dome. It couldn't pierce me. But what she said is, she goes, you got rid of me and I'm going to go from your life and your generation. This was something so massive for our family. And she goes, but there is so many doors you have to shut. That's what she said to me, and she left. So I woke up from that, and I said, well, for the next two years, it was the biggest battle to actually close those doors. And what does the door symbolize today in the New Testament? Right. I understood God told me, Maha, there are so many things that God has to undo in me. Because the Bible says very clearly, when you resist the devil, he will flee. And it's true. I spoke about yesterday, faith is a teaching. Grace is a teaching. It's not something you just receive and it's complete. It's a teaching and a learning. Grace is a teaching and a learning. And you're always growing in it. That's why it says grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a teaching. Faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. It's a teaching. And when I understood that, there's no room for discouragement. There's no room to give up because I'm growing in the way that I cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I'm growing. And the moment that I harden my heart or I walk in bitterness or I walk in unbelief, the process stops. It's simple. So I'm going to explain to you how to win the battle in your mind. You know what's interesting? I'll give some points first, and I'll tell you how the Holy Spirit taught me today. So let's look at Satan's attacks, how he attacks in the Bible. I'm not going to give you the Bible references. I'm just going to tell you the way he attacks, but it's all from the Bible. I hope you trust me. So Satan attacks after a great spiritual experience. When Jesus received the Holy Spirit, he was led up into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So every time you have a great spiritual experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, or you receive a word from God, 
or something happens like a breakthrough, Satan is there. Luke chapter 8 tells us that they heard the word with joy, then Satan came and stole it from their heart. So he is the master at doing this. Stealing. <laughs> Even the computer's going to overdrive. <laughs> all right. Happy days. So Satan always comes, comes after a spiritual experience with the Holy Spirit. Or you have an encounter with God. But, but Jesus just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And imagine how much you're on a high when you receive the Holy Spirit. You're invincible. You feel like, you know, I can do anything for God. Then you confront the devil. The Bible also talks about that they had an encounter with God. Luke chapter 8 again. Persecution came. And it lasted for, it lasted for a while. Then they withdrew themselves. So you begin to paint a picture how the devil steals. You just receive a, a, a revelation from Jesus Christ. You want to tell your family they think you're crazy. Because they're brought up in something that, that, that um, they're brought up in tradition. Or they're brought up in the way that their parents raised them up. But we were never called, and, and I like to say this, we're never called to inherit Jesus Christ. You're called to repent before the Lord. You cannot inherit Jesus. So if your parents walked in Jesus, it doesn't mean you're going to walk in Jesus. The Bible says, teach your children the way of the Lord and they'll never depart from it. But the first encounter you have with Jesus is when you repent. You're in need of a savior. And I felt so many times, so many people from um, um, family, relatives, and cousins, they say, are you saying that our fathers and our fathers' fathers are wrong? And I thought to myself, it's like they thought that you can inherit Jesus Christ. But the first encounter, the Bible says, when one comes to the Lord, the veil is removed. And I began to understand, what steps do I need to take in the Lord Jesus? So, Satan comes after a great spiritual experience. Satan attacks at the beginning of a new spiritual journey. So, a new chapter that you want to take in the Lord. Satan attacks when believers are emotionally and physically weak. It's the big one. What does the Bible say? That Satan roams like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Have you seen how lions hunt in Africa? They pick the injured bull. They go after the injured bull, they circle him and they eat him and they kill him. Right? Imagine when you're going through something and you isolate yourself from the church. You isolate yourself from the body of Christ. Unfortunately, he plucks you out. I'm discouraged. I want to. I want to do this. Through, I want to do this. Just me and God. It's a lie. It's the biggest lie of the devil. So many get. So many people get plucked out in this way. When they isolate themselves, they're offended. They don't feel loved. They don't feel accepted. They don't talk to someone in the Bible studies. They want to do things on their own, just them and God. That's a lie. When you come to the body of Christ. That's how iron sharpens one another. That's when when someone is down, uh, you can pick me up. 
do not walk alone. If I can say this to you clearly, do not be alone. Don't isolate yourself. Come here every week and hear the word of God. Because we need each other. And I tell you this. The people that have been continuously fellowshipping here, I've seen them grow in the Lord Jesus. I've seen it. But the people who come and go as they want, they haven't understood what fellowship was meant to produce from God. So when a believer is alone, he comes like a roaring lion, he separates you from the flock, and he rips you to pieces. I've seen this a thousand times. And people think, you know, why are you always telling me come to fellowship? Why are you always telling me come and sit under the word of God? Because you're protected. No one was ever designed to be alone. Satan attacks you through um, different believers, unfortunately. Peter did it to Jesus. I've seen this happen, unfortunately. He attacks you with fear. He attacks you with accusations, condemnation, and lies. He attacks you with doctrines of demons. And last of all, he attacks our identity. You are worthless. You're a failure. You get what you deserve. You will never change. You are hopeless. You're not a Christian. Your behavior is disgusting. God cannot forgive you. You're probably going to hell. God is sick of you. So many things. You only know this when you fall. You only know this when you're going through tough times. And I feel like just to put that in there, because you can begin to discern the lies of the devil. That's the devil. No one else but the devil doing that to you. Especially when you're in the pit. Especially when you're struggling. I only truly understood the grace of God when I was so distant from God. That's how I understood the grace of God. That's how I understood that love that crushed hatred and bitterness and darkness. Okay. So I'd like to ask you the question. And you can, you can say yes or no, or you, or you don't have to say anything. Are you called to fight the devil? Are you called to fight the devil? No? Fight the good fight of faith? Battle belongs to the Lord. That's good. Anyone else? Resist the devil and you'll flee. We don't fight flesh and blood. Okay. So let's have a look at how every encounter Jesus had when speaking about the devil. It's interesting. <clears throat> let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. I'm going to quickly read through these, and I want to paint you a picture of how we fight the devil. 
Ready? Ephesians chapter 6 speaks about the armor of God. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Before you enter any battle, your strength has to be in the Lord. Interesting, eh? Interesting. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So it shows you the first process that you're going to take to stand against the devil. It says here, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. You begin to see what God wants from each one of us. And how do we actually connect into that source? James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Therefore, submit to God. First, submit to God. Then resist the devil. Naturally, when you submit to God, the devil will flee. Isn't that interesting? You're not called to fight the devil. You're not called in any way to even pay attention to him. You're called to submit to God. The devil will flee naturally. The greatest question you've got to ask yourself today, am I submitting to God? And am I in cooperation with him through his Holy Spirit? You're going to find out today if, I, if you are. Let's go again. First Peter chapter five, verse eight to nine. Ready? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So you begin to see what fights the devil. Truth fights the devil. When you walk in truth, the devil flees because there's nothing, to die, there's nothing for him to feed on anymore. There's nothing in your heart that he's been feeding on anymore. Naturally, he flees. You're not called to fight the devil and get into that cycle and, and, and wrestle, you're called to submit to God. You're called to draw near to God. You're called to walk in the light. You're called to walk in the truth. Naturally, the devil will flee. He has no more grounds over you to stay. You begin to understand? So in the beginning of my journey, I made a decision from when I had that dream. I said, if I can walk truthfully before God, my life will be protected from him. And it was true. Step by step by step, my mind started to conform to the mind of Christ. And you know when truth came into me from day to day, 
feeding on it and eating it from day to day, a war was built in my mind. The helmet of salvation. Built in my mind. I saw the lie from so far because I wasn't familiar with it anymore. I wasn't familiar. It's, it's, a, foreign, it's a foreign voice. It's something that's so far away because I was feeding on truth every day. There was no more room for lies to penetrate me because I understood what God says for my life. This is the key. This is the key that set me free. So how many people are wrestling and getting torn from side to side, emotionally, mentally, and physically? So you begin to see that the only way for you to walk in the mind of Christ and for you to be free in your mind is to walk in his truth. That's where peace and rest is for your soul. You know, every day I was eating the word of God. I couldn't get enough because truth tasted so well for me. It's better than any lie, believe me. So let's go. Let's go to the next scripture. <clears throat> so I'll read Matthew chapter 4. I'll read it quickly. Just to establish with you that Jesus, the Son of God, the creator of all things, when the devil came to him, he quoted this. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now the tempter came to him. He said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What did Jesus say to the devil? It's written, the only way you're going to take victory inside of you is when you're meditating on the Word of God day and night. That's your first source of victory. What you're doing from day to day in the Word of God, you begin to, to take possession of your mind again. Believe me, when you take possession of your mind again, your emotions begin to line up with what you're entertaining in your mind. When I was believing the lies, the lies was entering Maha, anxiety got released, fear got released. Then I fell into a depression. Does that make sense? The gateway was my thoughts. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge of you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You begin to paint a picture how to fight the devil from your life. 
Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I'll give if you will bow, fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and worship him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him. He left him. He fled. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. But isn't that interesting? The devil left him. You know what's interesting? Why the devil stays is because you're not speaking God's word and your identity of what God said over you over your life. It's actually the truth. Your identity is the word of God. That's who you are. So when Jesus was speaking the word of God, he is the word of God. And when he spoke it, Satan had to leave because that's our true identity. So let's say your, the doctor's reports come and it says it's positive. And it says that in six months you're going to die. What do you do? What are we meant to do? Let's say you're going through a, a, you're going through a rough place. You fall into depression, anxiety. You feel disconnected from yourself. And you're under so much attack. What do you do? You go back to God's word. The Bible tells you what the word was given. It was, the Bible says his word is a lamp to your feet. It lights every place. But let's say you stay away from the word of God. Someone says to me last week, how do I know if I'm walking in Satan's identity? It may shock you. How, someone said to me last week, how do, I, how do I know if I'm walking in Satan's identity? Because remember in Genesis to Jesus, remember? Adam and Eve and Jesus that Satan was trying to tamper with their identity, right? How, how do you know if, if Satan is tampering with your identity? Do you know how? He keeps you away from his word. That's what he does. How you know you're, you're being tampered with Satan's identity is your self-reliant. So if you're self-reliant, this book is away from you. That's how you know if you can see the enemy working in your life. How many people open this book every day like it's their source of life? When Jesus fed the 5,000, he fed them first. But he says, go after the word, go after a food, his word, that endures to everlasting life. It's his word, but he fed them in the physical first. But he showed him that the word is greater. Because the word brings food in every way. So someone says to me, you know, like, if I'm staying away from the word of God every day, you, the devil is tampering with your thoughts to be self-reliant. That's the doorway for pride. Pride says, I deserve better with my life. I'm going to work it out my way. You may, not, you may not say it like this, 
But you staying away from the word of God, that's how God sees it. That's how Satan is victorious over you every day. Because guess what? The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, guess when you have no more sword? You cannot fight, your, you cannot fight any battle with the devil. He knows the power comes from the word of God. What does the Bible say? John 6, 63. The words I speak to you, they are the spirit and they are the life. The moment you stay away from God's word, the Holy Spirit doesn't produce faith. Because then it's just emotions and feelings. You, people beg God out of this place. You become like to have a slave mentality. So what, what was interesting is that um, someone may say, okay, so how do I win the battle? Do I just read the scripture? Is that what you're telling me to do? Let's read. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Onwards. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 31. Can I ask you the questions before I read the scripture? How do you grieve the Holy Spirit? So we, we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the person of the Trinity living inside of us. Have you ever wondered how you grieve the Holy Spirit inside of you? You know what it means to grieve something? Anyone can answer that? What's the word grieve mean? To, to sadden? To... So he said to sadden. So that means that the Holy Spirit has a um, personality. So you can sadden the Holy Spirit. Do you know how this happens? He answers it here. Ready? It'll shock you. This I say, therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of their mind. So where does... So where does it all begin? Your mindset. What are we preaching about today? Battlefield of the mind. How do you win the victory? Let's listen. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk in the rest of the Gentiles' walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated, from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of the heart. So just to stop there for a second, just to clear something up. When you walk in your own identity, that's ignorance before God. Are we understanding that? So when you walk in ignorance in your own identity, 
where you're self-reliant and you're living outside of God's word, God sees this as ignorance. And what takes place? A darkness of their mind, futility. Their mind is separated from God. This is regarding the new man, how God created you. Let's go. Being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of the heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct, the older man. So having a, having a troubled mind points to living in the old man or the old woman or living in the old ways before God. Okay. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed <coughs> in the spirit of your mind. That you put on the new man. You notice here? Take off, put on. That's the grace of God. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put off the new that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. <clears throat> Therefore, putting away lying. Uh, sorry, therefore putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word <coughs> proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So you begin to see, how you grieve the Holy Spirit when you live in the old man, the old ways outside of God's truth. Your mind will be so open to every attack. <clears throat> so this is the key. You're not putting on the new man. you staying away from the word of God from day to day about your life is saying to God that I'm going to walk in the identity of the enemy. And what is the identity of the enemy? Focus on yourself. How many people here focus on themselves? Ask yourself the honest question. How many people here focus on themselves from day to day? 
The Bible says you're not your own. You have been bought at a price. Jesus ransomed you by his blood. You don't belong to yourself anymore. And the reason why you're going through all these battles is because you're relying on yourself. And it's the only truth. There's nothing to say other than that. The only reason why God can't possess your mind, possess your heart, is because you're living outside of him. There's no time frame with God. There's not, a, there's not, a, there's not years you have to go through to be taught by God. When you draw near to him, he draws near to you. He will come to you and make residence in you, where him and the Father will eat and dine with you. And it's the truth. But when I put away my life, my plans, my future, the way that I want to live and what I expect, I let him go. You know why? Because with God, it's greater. It's greater. I have the greatest joy now overflowing in me. You know why? Because I'm spending on something that lasts forever. That's why. I have no regret. I may have challenges, but I don't have regret. You know why? Because I'm spending it on something that I'm just going to walk into when I die. And it's the truth. The Bible says, where your heart is, your treasure will be. So when I understood this, I let go. Where's your treasure? Is it money? Is it business? Is it pleasure? Is it the world? Your mind is like this because you're not aligning it with who you were created to be. And it's the truth. You'd rather hear truth here today than here when it's too late. Someone says, you always preach like this every single week. You know why? Because we're still here. We're still in this place. I've been preaching like this since I got saved. And I feel like I can't step out of this place. You know why? Because God has to undo so many things inside So having a mind, so having a mind where the devil is is creating his identity in you, someone says to me, Are you sure that the devil is creating his identity in me? Yes, he makes you rely on yourself. He doesn't tell you to serve him and follow him. He makes you rely on yourself. Just think about that. Just think about that, and, 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 and that will change your life. Where's God's word in your life? How hungry are you, are you are for God? Because every day I fought to get into this place. Okay. So you failing to walk in the new man is allowing yourself for the enemy to be there. You not walking the way of Christ is allowing the enemy to attack you.
Let's go to, <clears throat> this is from the New Living Translation. It's Colossians. The book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 6 to 15. How many people here feel like they're enemies in their own mind? I'm telling you how to get out. God's word, it's clear. He teaches you how to get out of all your troubles. I face depression, anxiety, chemical imbalance, loneliness, insecurity, control, fear, everything you want to hear. I had it all. I had it all. I was a prisoner in every way. Until I locked myself in the room, didn't want to go anywhere anymore. I became free. In the midst of my battles and my struggles, I was declaring God's word over my life. This is what you say over my life, I declare it, Lord. I speak it. St. Paul said, I believe, and then I spoke. I spoke it. And I was getting attacked even more. I spoke it for one year straight, all day, speaking God's word of healing, restoration, character, identity, sonship. I'm speaking it, I'm speaking it. After one year, my mind became free. Free, so free. And I understood now that the authority of God is the word of God. That's where faith is released. So someone may say, like, how do I read the word of God? I was dealing with fear. I read the word of God with fear. I was dealing with um, uh, depression, anxiety. I read the word of God about these things. Then I started to read the word of God about direction. And as I was moving forward in that direction with God, fear, anxiety, depression, control, pride, loneliness, emptiness, insecurity, they just behind me. I'm walking into my destiny. Every day I want to walk into my destiny. Every day I want to live my life like it's the last day, like the Lord's going to come. Not in fear, but to know that I've given my all in all. You know Jesus is going to come and there's going to be nothing left anymore. How many times do you hear this every single week from me? You know this? You know Jesus is going to come and that's it, it's finished? And you don't know when your book is closed? Change. Open your heart for him now. Believe me, your life will change. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Verse 6 to 15. So this is like a, how can I say it? This is the, the moment that you receive Christ. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Ye uh, yesterday, I spoke about the spirit of Esau. When the Holy Spirit spoke to, to me about this, I was so shocked. Because the spirit of Esau hides in the body of Christ today. It wants the blessings, but not the repentance. The birthright of Esau was the grace of God. And the fruit of it, the fruit of it was repentance. The fruit of it, holiness. And he didn't want it. He wanted the, the birthright, the blessing, but not what follows. So, some, so many people tell me today, we are under the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Show me by your fruits. Show me. Because the grace of God has appeared. It teaches you to deny all ungodliness. 
That's the fruit of you truly walking in the grace of God. And in 1 John, he speaks about what has overcome the world? Our faith. So faith is an overcoming. Grace is an overcoming. And this is the process how God works in you. So let's read it. And I'll close up with this. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, when did you do this? When did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord? When you're born? I'm asking a question. Did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord when you're born? Yes or no? No. Okay. So let's keep reading then. I remember who said no. <laughs> Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth as you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let, any, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Hallelujah. But when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed the spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. Hint, hint. You don't hear these scriptures. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. This is the victory that we have. And I spoke about baptism. And so many people don't understand why are you meant to get baptized. And there's been such a great debate about this. But when you actually read the word of God, it's clear that the moment that you receive Christ, you go into the water. And it's not about a religious way, it's God's way. Look what it says here. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. You know what it means to be buried with Christ? You're coming up to a new life. Life of the Spirit. <clears throat> so you begin to understand that for me, can I, can I go back to that further? For me to gain Christ, 
and the devil is not there anymore, I'm living his way. There's no, there's no point you rebuking, I re, uh, rebuke you and I command you to get out of my life. He, your way is Christ's way, he leaves. It's so simple. It's so simple. There's no deep revelation about this. It's so simple. And every day, believe me, the enemy wants to pop his head up to allow you to be a slave to the flesh. Every day he's going to do this. He's the accuser of the saints day and night. So until you see Christ, every single day you're going to face these things. And I'm not going to shy away from it because it's the truth. And every day if you're not sober and vigilant in the word of God and you're not watching your heart and you're not in his presence and you're not worshipping, believe me, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to give in to the enemy. How many people here in this place feel like following Christ is too hard? How many people? The enemy made me believe this in the beginning of my journey because he was trying to oppress me in every way to make me think, give up. Just At least you got fed in Egypt. Just go back to that life. How many people here feel like um, they're scared of the devil? How many feel like people feel like that every time I get closer to God, the devil attacks me? These are all strongholds. They're lies. You have the victory. Jesus defeated him publicly at the cross. But Satan has no ground over you when you live the same way as Christ. He has no more ground. People always talk about what Jesus done at the cross, but Paul called himself a Christ. He died to the flesh also. That's how we are to be. But our victory stems from the cross. Our victory is produced by the cross. And then we walk in the new man of Christ. So for you to put on the new man is when the devil flees. We fight the devil with truth when we walk in the truth. When we walk in the truth, there's no more pride and meat to eat of in the devil. He doesn't come. Are we understanding? Yes, no, maybe. I'll try to simplify as much as I can. You, I'll read another scripture. I'll read another scripture. We'll go to Colossians. Oh, actually... We'll go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 17. Similar to what I just read in the last scripture from Ephesians. I'm going to read this from Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1 to 17. It says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Okay, can I have a microphone? I challenge some people today. Everyone's going to run to the back now. 
though it says here, since you have been raised uh, to a new life. Now, this is the New King James I'm reading from. Okay, ready? If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Okay. What are the things of above? Uh, just not, not big paragraphs, just one sentence if you can have a go at it. What does it mean to seek those things which are above? Hands up and I'll come to you. It's good, eh? <laughs> Everyone's quiet. I'm going to actually... Um, uh, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. What's that? All right. Is that a scripture, yeah? Or just... Right. Authority. Authority? Authority of God's word? Okay. What's, what were you saying? Truth and love? Okay. There's, there's a verse that says, um, that which is noble, that which is good, that which is, um, think on those things pure, and so on. And so, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. If anyone knows it, think on those things. I think yeah, that's... Philippians. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are the things which are above? Anyone else? God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. Amen. So that means to live as Jesus lived. What else? Yeah, amen. Amen. So, what are the things that are above? So, there's no point reading something that we don't understand. What are the things that are above? Eternal life, their salvation. What is above? My microphone turned off. Done? Okay. So let's speak a little bit about the kingdom. Okay? The kingdom of God. So when we, when we are doing God's will, or when we're walking in the new man of Christ, we're walking in the kingdom of God. What's inside of the kingdom of God? We say the prayer every single day, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name, holy is your name, with thy kingdom come, your will be done. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. So it's in heaven first and it comes here. That is his kingdom. Is to be done through each one of us. What is that? Seeking and saving the lost. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. So what did God ask us to seek? So if we're walking, if we are walking in the new man, 
then we're seeking the kingdom of God. To go out and to seek and save the lost. To go out and preach the gospel. Baptize them in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, making disciples, cast out demons, heal the sick, teaching. Yeah? Who's doing this? That's how you know that I'm still walking in my own life. Challenges. I'm not afraid to challenges. But I speak from a place where I'm challenged before you. Who's doing this every single day? Where they have a kingdom mindset to bring and seek and save the lost. To go out and preach the gospel. To be imitators of Christ on earth. Who's doing this every day? That's how you know you're in Christ. That's how you know naturally your mind is in Christ. Who's going out, building their bank accounts, focusing on themselves, living for themselves, pleasures of themselves, deceived from the devil? There's nothing else to say. You deceive from the devil. We are called to be the light of the world. So many people are still walking in darkness and agreeing with people in darkness, yet you can do nothing. We're called to be the light of the world in Christ Jesus. We're called to go after his kingdom, after his righteousness, everything else will be added to you. Think about it. Let's go. Read this and I'll finish up. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died. Scripture interprets itself. You must know your identity as a son and daughter of God. You must know who you are in Christ. That's who you are. If the devil has stolen your identity and robbed you from who you really are, you can change today. You can start again. But you need to understand who God created you to be. It's not about me or this place. We're all going to return to our Father in heaven through his son Jesus. Each one of us. Don't live it on yourself and on this world. Believe me. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. This is going to happen. We're going to witness this day when we're all going to appear before the Lord. Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanness, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. 
where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor circumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against one another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But, of, but above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. Do you see now how peace begins to rule in your heart? That's the doorway. When you're living in Christ, you're living in His will, you're living in the new man, peace is there. It's true. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So you begin to see, you being attacked in your mind, and you wrestling from day to day in your mind, um, alarm bells are going off, I'm not inside of God's will. I'm not living as a new man of Christ. And I started like this. In the beginning of my journey, I was getting torn with sin, temptation, addictions, the love of this world, the lust of this world. I went through all of it, but I was fighting to go where God called me to go. I started like that, but I continued to fight because I knew who God says I am. And I'm not going through battles now, getting tossed back with the old man. Why? Because I've advanced in the kingdom of God. I've advanced. I'm past that now. I don't want to live in this place anymore because I know it tastes foul. It tastes bitter. There's a disconnection from God in this place when you fellowship with sin and fellowship with unbelief. Foul. I don't want this. But I understood it. God let me taste it. And he showed me how much it takes me away from the true presence of God. So I encourage you to take this step. And do a study in the Bible about the new man. That's who you are. When you put on the new man, naturally the mind of Christ becomes your helmet. Naturally you live in freedom. Naturally you live in rest. Naturally you live in healing. Naturally you live in the abundance of his presence. And for me, I have to preach what God tells me to preach. If this means I have to stay preaching about this until the people begin to take that step in God, then we'll stay here. But so many, so many people's minds are defiled because they're choosing the world. They're choosing the enemy's identity, which is self. Self. It's the most dangerous thing I ever heard. How Satan lures us and tempts us. Self. Focus on myself. I live for myself. So if you want to make that commitment, I pray with you. 
if you want to make that commitment in God, I'll pray for you. Thank God that today you're aware of it today. No longer it will let you dictate you or dominate you anymore. But I'm telling you, the best days are in the Lord. Believe me, the best days are in the Lord. Someone said when you were born eight years ago. When, that's when I found Christ. That's when my life started. I don't know who that person was before. Dead. Take that step. Don't be afraid. Because in God, all things are new. It's true. So bless you. Let's pray. So just a heads up, um, this Sunday, um, the hall is booked, so there'll be no service for Sunday. We'll be back on Monday, and we will um, put that on the internet as well. Just open your hearts for the Lord. The only way we defeat the devil is with truth. When we occupy truth, we occupy God. And when you occupy God, there's no room for the devil in your mind, in your heart, in your body. So begin just to you and reflect to the Lord. Open your heart because he is willing. And he loves us so much. There is a great joy in heaven when we seek the truth. We love you so much, Lord. Lord Jesus, we speak from all our hearts to you today. Help us. Help us be the people you want us to be by your Holy Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by strength. But it's by your Spirit says the Lord of hosts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you comfort us, but most of all, Lord, comfort us in your truth, that we may be free. Hallelujah. I pray that every mind, whoever is struggling in their mind, stand up, and I pray for you. Don't be afraid. If you're going through battles, and you feel like there's no way out, stand up and I pray for you. Everyone going through battles in their mind, learn what I said to you today. You will be free. Learn. We thank you, Father. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, we enter your throne of grace boldly by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus to find mercy in time of need. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare them free in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you have no authority over them in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare every form of oppression, bondage, and every instrument or agent you would use against them to be lifted off them in the name of Jesus Christ. We worship you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, free them now. Be free in Jesus' name. We break every shackle, every chain of the devil, every stronghold 
that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, we break it in Jesus' name. We break your power, Satan, in Jesus' name. You have no authority upon the sons and daughters of the living God. We overcome you, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I command you to take your hands off them right now. In Jesus' name, they are free, whole, mentally, spiritually, and physically. We take authority over them in Jesus' name. Satan, flee right now in Jesus' name. Every addiction be broken over them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, they are free. Thank you, Lord. They are free. Every emotional attack, mental attack, every wound, every scar of the past that is allowing them to live in the past, we break it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Free them, touch them, touch, touch them, Lord, touch them. Hallelujah. I see chains coming off people's heads. It's like you're feeling lightheaded. Hallelujah. Some people's hearts are racing. God doing a deliverance upon you. I bind every demon that is attacking every believer in this place. In Jesus' name, we break your, we break your chains. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your fire come in this place, Lord Jesus. Let your fire come and consume the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All emotional trauma, all mental trauma that has been built up in them for a long period of time, in Jesus' name we break these powers. We have authority over you, Satan. We have authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and by no means shall they ever harm us. We have authority over you, Satan, in Jesus' name. Today they are free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. For you went from village to village destroying all the works of the devil. Today we take authority over every believer in this place and we declare them free in Jesus' name. Free. Free. Touch. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus can't wait to see you free. He can't wait you for you to live in his peace and his rest. That is his will for your life. Don't accept anything else. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's people getting healed in their bodies now. There's like a stiffness in their back. I see Jesus healing. People getting like a pains in their stomach. 
Hallelujah. I see like the Holy Spirit, uh, like healing people that continuously get like a like a period type of pain in their stomach. And it allows them to be bedridden or sick for, for, for a long period of time. I see the hand of the Lord is healing you. Hallelujah. Wow. I see like the Lord Jesus healing um, something with your teeth. Like in your gums, there's been like issues there. I see the Lord Jesus healing you in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you. I see the Lord Jesus healing people with pressure behind their eyes. It's like they get a piercing headache behind their eyes. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Release healing upon them in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus can't wait for you to be healed. That's why he died for you. He died for this. You're victorious in him. Put on the new man today that was created in holiness and righteousness before God. And the best days are ahead of you. Hallelujah. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ over every person in this place. I pray from today, Lord, that your spirit is released upon each one rivers of your living water where joy and hope is their strength because your love has been poured into their hearts by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can sing hallelujah if you can just to finish up. Uh, can you sing hallelujah first? You sing, you sing by yourself. If God gave you a voice, worship Him. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for what He done today, especially for the word that will set you free for the rest of your life. It's the word. It's the teaching that God wants to establish in your heart. Hallelujah. Sing, sing with all your heart to the Lord. Don't worry who's next to you, just sing. That's all they do in heaven. They worship before the throne. Worship Him today. Hallelujah. 